Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to the Manformation Podcast. I am Skip LaCour. I am so glad you are here. I am so glad to be doing this Manformation Podcast again this week. I tell you, I love, 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 love doing podcasts. And if you are a regular podcast listener, I probably don't have to tell you this. But from this end, uh, someone who passionately is going through life, sharing my knowledge. It's very important to me to contribute. I just love the concept of to teach is learn twice. And I am on so many different social media platforms. If you've been following me, then you may know that I do videos like almost every single day. I do my blog post. All I do is communicate my messages. And it's not only to share what I've learned and to help men just like you get through their frustration and overwhelm and as i've been resourceful and gritty and cracking the code i want to share what i've learned so that you don't have to go through that frustration and overwhelm but i'll tell you selfishly to teach is to learn twice and it makes me step up and walk my talk and it makes me better all right so i when i think about it uh and I win by giving to you. So I, I love podcasts, but more than what it does for me, and more than just you know just doing podcasts. You guys give me a lot of uh, feedback. You appreciate what I do. I mean, it's not for the pats on the back. I really want to help you create change. I really want your life to be better. Sure, I benefit in other ways, but I really want your life to be better. And uh, with all the videos and the blog posts and things that I do, I've found out that podcast listeners are the most committed. I know that there's a reason why. I've been doing podcasts, let's see, I don't even know, probably definitely like 15, 16 years. Way back on Blog Talk Radio, and you know, I'm back now producing this information podcast on Blog Talk Radio. So if uh, that is the social media platform, Blog Talk Radio. That's where I started off uh, 15, 16 years ago. Welcome. Welcome. Send me an email at skip at skiplacore.com and t- tell me what social media platform you found me on. All right. You know, there's so many different social media platforms, so many ways to connect. As you can see, I'm scrambling all around on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Periscope, Snapchat, all those I'm taking a shot at. I always love to know where committed men like you, they find me because I want to make sure I do all of that. And so uh, that's where I started on Blog Talk Radio. And then it's also on iTunes and Stitcher in addition to my skiplacore.com website. So anytime you want to see my blog post, maybe you're new uh, to this information that I give, you know, more about my story and, and what I did, accomplish as a bodybuilder and personal development, those type of things, go to skipcore.com and you can get all of that uh, background and, and more articles and videos and those type of things. All right, so tell me what social media platform you found me on if you're a new to listening to these broadcasts. All right, send me that email at skip at skiplacore.com. Like I said, if you're a podcast listener, uh, that's what I know about you, and I know that because I started uh, many years ago as a podcaster, and then I went to all those other social media platforms Again, my mission is to help you break through. And, you know, on social media, there's a lot of different uh, uh, personalities, a lot of people who say uh, they're committed to change. 
And, uh, you know, you have their phone in their hand watching videos going from one to another. I found out that podcast listeners, when you can kind of curl up uh, and we can develop this relationship, I'm not worrying about talking slowly. Video should only be three minutes long because you, you're going uh, to lose them. Your attention spans are short. That's what social media people <laughs> tell you. You won't get as many likes, loves, and shares and things like that. And then if you don't get likes, loves, loves, and shares, then people won't watch your video because nobody wants to eat in an empty restaurant. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I found out as I uh, cracked the code to get more likes, loves, and shares on those other social media platforms and not be ignored so that people say, well, this must not be very good. It doesn't have many likes and loves and shares and things like that. The message was missed to create real change. I really believe podcasts are the way to really create that change. So I'm so glad uh, to be back here. If you're a new listener, I created this information concept about 10 years ago or so. I started on blog talk radio back then. Back then, you know, people... It was a new format, and so men would call in. It would be like a radio talk show. It was like the first uh, segue into podcasting from talk radio back in the old days, and that was kind of fun because you'd put up a podcast, and men would call in. It would be really fun and interactive, and for me, being a little bit older, it was like, wow, this is what I would call in, and I would listen to hours and hours of talk radio. Well, now everything's different. There's so many social media platforms, just like there's so many uh, channels out there on television. You know, really, uh, you don't have to sit uh, and uh, through commercials. You don't have to watch anything. You don't have to move your schedule around now because you can always uh, record the, the show or listen to the podcast anytime or uh, watch the video anytime. And so uh, there's no need to show up at my podcast at a certain time and call in. People don't do that anymore, and that's just the way that it goes. Uh, so you got to adapt with the format, but uh started this podcast a long time ago. I've had many runs. If you were to do a Google search, you'd see some, you know, these manformation podcasts, personal development for, for men. I'll talk a little bit more about that if you're new to this podcast, what it's all about. And you'll see it from, you know, 10 years ago maybe on the Internet. And then, you know, oh, I would say in the last four or five years, I went through 100-day stretches where I talked about this personal development from this man-formation, personal development point of view, courage, confidence, certainty, control in your life. Uh, specifically designed for men, I did two 100-day stretches. I mean, seven days a week, 100 days straight. And uh, I got so much great feedback from it. And I obviously, I love this topic. And uh, so I did it again, maybe took a few months break and did it again. And so uh, this is... Uh, uh, the fifth podcast and the new phase, the new improved phase, but I'm committed to doing this every single week. Uh, I do this on a, one day a week. I, I usually, this is the first one of this round of the, the five that I'm doing later on at night. My most creative time, I'm one of those guys that's an early morning guy, and uh, the first four I did at uh, like 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and this is one is later at night. I'm a whole, you know, different... Uh, my, I, I notice sometimes that although I'm passionate, more creative, it, it's a different vibe and energy. My voice sounds like I haven't talked a lot. But I've already had coaching clients all day, talking to my family. So uh, I'm going to study the game tape and listen to this podcast and see how it's uh, different uh, than uh, the first uh, four on this new phase of the Affirmation Podcast. During this podcast, I am going to talk about something that really took my life to the next level. 
It gave me an understanding of myself, my fears, my ambitions, what it was going to take to trigger me to get more out of myself, to uh, recapture a feeling that I missed. Because, look, I don't care what our goals are, what our definition of success. It's a feeling. It's emotion. And I lost a feeling, and I didn't realize it, and this helped me recapture it. And what I want to talk about, maybe you can relate to this, is how to set your entire life up like a contest and win big there, too. How to set your entire life up like a contest and win big there, too. All right, so I'm going to explain that. That comes from my bodybuilding background. If you're new to, to this Man Information podcast, my name is Skip LaCour. I am a coach. I am a speaker. I am an author. I am an entrepreneur. Most people know me, at least to this point. This Man Information thing is going to supersede. I'll talk about that in a moment. Most people know me as a six-time national champion geography bodybuilder. Uh, I've been in leader in the fitness world for 28 years. I competed for 15 years straight, writing for all the international magazines, uh, DVDs, long before social media, documenting my contest to the Mr. Universe contest and things like that. If you were to do a Google search about me, uh, hundreds and hundreds of pictures of me in prime condition will be on the Internet. Uh, so many men... Maybe you're one of them. Uh, that's where they knew me. They they had a relationship with me back in those days when they were so passionate about competing. That's where we made the connection, that passion, that energy, me totally going for it, which is going to tie in uh, today's uh, topic, what I want to talk about, to set your entire life up like a contest and win big there, too. I was certainly living that way, and uh, my passion came through, and it made an impact on a lot of men. That's where they were in their life, the training, the eating, the structure. And it, my passion... My totally in all in attitude <laughs> is what they needed, uh, they were working towards, and it created this connection. So, as I went on to this man formation, personal development for men, the new phases of my life to round out, to um, reinvent myself uh, from that hardcore bodybuilder who I was, as my life, as my identity, as my career, and I had to move on. Well, I decided to move on, let's say that. And so many men, that resonated with them. They're here for this journey. I feel so fortunate because they come to me for one-on-one coaching, and we talk about life, right? The training, the eating strategies, when you know why you're doing it all, when you know, they become a lot easier. Move more, eat less, lose the body fat. Don't eat this, eat more of this. Uh, show up at the gym. Some is better than none. Move forward, right? That's, that's what 75% of the men who want to get in shape need to learn how to do and actually execute it. But the fitness experts out there, if you're a guy and you're busy, you, you want more than just a physical body, although you want to be in shape or get back in shape. But you've got goals. You've got to make money for your family, your business, your legacy, right? You're just like me. But you want to be in shape. I mean, that's what 75% of the male population in this world, if not more, just need to do. The basics, keep on moving forward. Don't make it so complex. Right, well, what happens when a smart, driven, ambitious man like you who has a body fat, he hasn't worked out, right? You're going to go to Google, and, and you're going to look for some information. And who are you going to find? You're going to find passionate, crazy, passionate fitness experts. who That's all their life, you know? And they're going to speak from that perspective. But they make it complex. They're helping you get in that, what got them in the top 5% to admiration with their body, their life, their thinking. And it's very hard uh, to relate and give you the strategies 
that are going to be good for you, that you can work in your life. Because they know a better way, a better way, a better, better. They're, they're so far gone in their, in their passion and their self. They can't go back to your life and, and your priorities and what's going to take to fit. And so what happens if you're a man, I don't care if you're 35, 45, 55 years old, you're far from some fitness expert, but you want to get in shape. You're getting your information from those fitness zealots. And it's too overwhelming. You can't do it. They lost touch of move more, eat less, don't do that, do this, show up to the gym, hell, walk on the treadmill, lift weight, don't worry, you know, make sure you're not getting hurt, but super form, all these crazy programs confusing the muscles, tie bands around your biceps to make it grow, all this stuff you don't need to know. Right? We've got other things. We want to conserve our willpower, focus, time, and energy uh, to create the life that we want. We want to have a good body, but <laughs> we're all about uh, our legacy and contribution in our family and being the best we can be in relationships, business, creating options, and being in shape. But you're not getting your information from people like that. So I was that extreme, and now I'm here. I've got 33 years in personal development, longer than I was in the bodybuilding. So I want to be that source for you, not someone who just tells you to just show up because he never took his body to extreme. Right? But not someone who took his body to an extreme, that's all he thinks about, whether he realizes or not, he can't relate to you, your family, your mission, and your bigger purpose. I'm the perfect combination of all of that for you. <laughs> all right, That's what manformation is all about, becoming your best, both inside and outside of the gym. That's the unique uh, perspective that I bring. Uh, once all said and done, I'm going to be known for this manformation, personal development for men, more control, more certainty, more confidence, leadership, um, more imagination to create the life that you really want. And that started about 10 years ago when, you know, I, I had to break free. I was uh, retired from competitive bodybuilding. I had to reinvent myself, and I had to go on this journey. It's resonated with so many men. Like I said, I've had 33 years of personal development being obsessed. I uh, studied from the masters uh, just in life, right? And so when I have this one-on-one coaching, it's about setting up life goals, dreams, what's your fears, uh, what are your talents? How do you use all your talent to move in a direction fearlessly? All right? What's holding you back? What are the obstacles in your thinking and doing? Accountability. I call myself a success fulfillment and accountability coach. Successor. What are the goals that you want? Why is that important? What are the goals you want? And that is your definition of being happy. We set goals to be happy. Fulfillment is, are they making us happy? Okay, we can accomplish the goals, we can get in this power, we can feel in control, we can make things black and white, set up these templates and follow through and all that, but are they making you happy? Are you getting that sense of fulfillment? And then accountability, uh, to push yourself, remind yourself of who you are, bounce the strategies, the perspective off me, two brains working on your life. We do that week by week by week. It keeps you accountable to those promises that you made to yourself, to that man who you really want to be. I do it every single week. We record the calls. I talk with men all around the world. Um, so if you're interested, that sounds like you know, you, you've learned enough about me or getting there, send me an email at skip at skiplacore.com. And uh, we can talk about it. I'll talk to you on the phone. If, if I have a relationship with you, whether it's 12 weeks, 6 months, or a year, and we're talking every single week, I can talk to you for 10 minutes on the phone. No, no commitment. You don't need to pay me because... I'm going to make sure that you're ready. I don't just take people for this intense one-on-one coaching until I know they're ready. You may not know if you're ready or not. I'll know. And I would rather wait than take you on a journey, and it's just not the right time. So 
just reach out. You can send me an email at skip at skiplacore.com. You can call me at 213-973-8790, 213-973-8790. Or you can go to my scheduler at talkwithskip.com, talkwithskip.com. You can schedule 10 minutes when I'm available. Just leave your phone number in the scheduler, and, and we can talk on the phone. All right, so uh, that's what that one-on-one coaching is all about. That's all about me. Now let's talk about how to uh, set your entire life up like a contest and win big there too. Now I have to say something. This is definitely uh, something that is uh, unique uh, to uh, my experience as a competitive bodybuilder, not just a bodybuilder, not just a fitness person. It's the competitions. I don't even know how many competitions I've done. I mean, I've won six national drug-free bodybuilding championships, but I don't know how many lower-level contests or even how many contests I went in. I didn't win every single contest, but I don't know, 30, 35. I've had no idea. <laughs> All right, that life, looking back, I was so into it. It was a blur traveling around the world. Um, you know, I, I don't know how many contests. So that's a unique to my experience, right? Uh, and I'm going to talk about the feelings and emotions about this contest preparation, what you do to your body, be all lean and ripped and shaved and tan on stage. And uh, that feeling and the rewards you get and also the price you pay and how it took me through these emotions, right? And then my epiphany understanding when I was retired and I was trying to live life with passion, what was holding me back? I just wasn't feeling it. And I kind of rattled and I, I came up with this this concept of how to set your entire life up like a contest to win big there too. And uh, with uh, my one-on-one coaching clients who may have followed me for 20 years and they've entered a contest, it just hits the nerve. They know what I'm talking about. They know the emotional bullseye to shoot for like they felt with the contest when they turned to Superman and uh, they did all those details and they, they just just follow through with, with everything for such a period of time. This vision that came back from disappointment, they had uncertainty, but kept moving forward. Isn't that what life is all about? And uh, I have a system on how they can set their entire life up that way, how they can set their entire life up that way and get more than a trophy. And I'm going to talk about how <laughs> trophies good, experiences are good, and you know those contests grab maybe your attention 15, 20 years ago, and now you're here because of that contest. So it's more than a plastic trophy, but what if you can create your whole life in that same format, chasing the same emotions with that same vision, and it gets you to work as hard, and it's something bigger than a plastic trophy, a contest. Right? One thing that I've found is I've been... Uh, doing this concept, and, and, and my wife is a former competitor, all the great things that come with it, and there's challenges with that mindset. And, you know, uh, it's, a lot of times people say, well, if you're fit, then you're going to be happy with life. And if I can just get my fitness down, then I'm going to be happy. Now, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much you're here with me, that's my fitness background, but you may, I'm building a, a, an audience and followers, people didn't even know me as a bodybuilder. They love this man formation, personal development. And uh, they've connected, connected with me in a way that isn't anything as a bodybuilder, even though they know I train. Maybe they've seen the, me training in the gym and looking in great shape at my age and that type of thing. Uh, but you may know from, if you have, you know, if you've been paying attention in the fitness industry, that uh, 
I don't think you can generally say that fitness people, high-level achievers, dedicated fitness people are necessarily happy. Even they have great bodies, they're disciplined. And, you know, with social media now, it's like so many people, they just give you clues. They can't help but post, and you get little clues that maybe they're not all that happy. Maybe at best they're stuck at seven, seven and a half, even though they're ripped and in great shape and they're disciplined and they're passionate and people admire them. Maybe being fit is part of it, but it's not the stepping stone to be happy in all areas of life, like uh, a lot of people in fitness may think, or people who are fat and out of shape and you know put that importance on their body. right? So with all the great things with the fitness mindset and being able to be dedicated to it, there's, there's drawbacks to it. Well, just like everything in life. If you're a workaholic, you can make a bazillion dollars. <laughs> You know, um, but you pay a price in other areas, right? So it's it's no different. And so my wife uh, had the same uh, great qualities and the same challenges uh, as we were coming together to build a life in the family that was much different than the lifestyle that we uh, lived and the mindset was much different than when we were passionate fitness experts, right? We had to make that transition. We had to know what to even shoot for. And so... You know, as I understood it, and I communicated with my wife, and we, we knew the feeling of passion and drive and perseverance and grit and resourcefulness of being a, a, a competitor in, in, in fitness and in bodybuilding. We said, hey, I said, what if we can kind of break down these principles? We can break down these principles, and what if we can align them with our life so we have a bigger prize, not so much downsize, and we lived our entire life like a contest. So... I was the first one to go through it. I explained it to my wife. We live it together. And it's just, you know, changed. Uh, you know, we have uh, challenges and, and passion and ups and downs just like everybody else. But the thing about it is when you live your entire life like a bodybuilding contest, fitness contest, that preparation process, there's nothing better than that feeling. And, again, if you uh, have entered a bodybuilding contest, you already know what I'm talking about. right? But this is what I found. Because I talk to so many men who just have an appreciation for fitness. They don't even know me as a bodybuilder, let alone they've never entered a contest. They can relate. They can relate. They can relate to the journey, the passion. Maybe it was in college, getting through college, or that first job uh, as they were working up the ladder. It was all-consuming. They were passionate. They were resourceful, gritty. They came back, and they can uh, understand they can understand this whole set your entire life up like a contest. All right. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to send me an email at skip at skiplacore.com because I'm writing a book because this is so powerful. It's been so powerful to me. It's been so powerful to my wife. It's been uh, powerful to our family and our future, but it's also been popular uh, to my one-on-one coaching clients. I've been uh, teaching them and helping them be accountable and follow up to really work through the details of this whole concept of living their entire life up like a contest. So it's proven I'm really excited. You know what's really exciting is when you, uh, because, you know, with social media and so many so many people are at you uh, throwing so many opinions, it's tough to focus, is when you can throw out a concept, and be like, I get it, without even understanding. And there's a lot of people who say, your entire life, like, I get it, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they see how much time and effort I put into the concept, and it's, it's, just, it's just an amazing concept. I want to introduce it to you today. So the core of the book, when I sat down and 
kind of went over it for a few months, and then I went over it with my wife. I wanted to live it and breathe it. So I, I want to send you this PDF file that the feelings and emotions about setting your entire life like a contest, like you think about it a hundred times a day. That vision, it has a deadline. You thought of it, nobody else. I mean, I go through these 70 specific emotions that make your life like it's a contest. So you know the emotional bullseye to shoot for. And then you can reverse engineer your life backwards, something bigger than a trophy of what you really want. So it's a whole personal development program of writing a book. I want to give you those 70 qualities. So send me an email at skip at skiplacore.com and say, hey, listen to your podcast. To set your entire life up in contest. I want those 70 emotions. That send me that PDF. I'll gladly do that to you, for you. So send me an email at skip at skiplacore.com. So I would say that there's probably a big chunk, especially if you follow me from fitness, you already kind of, uh, understand this content concept, but I wanted to kind of introduce that uh, to everybody. So let me tell you my story. All right, so, you know, growing up, you know, I, maybe just like everybody else, I, I don't know everybody else's experience, but, you know, I thought I was going to be special, unique, and different. You know, maybe I had indications that I was. See, the challenge for me was, like, I went to an all-boys private school. I played sports. I was the MVP of the basketball team. Like, you know, you know, I think I related to everybody, but, you know, I was in the upper group and what I went for, right? So used to be in a winner, of, in a group of, like, winners, you know, in a private school, all-boys school. You know, our, my parents couldn't necessarily pay for it, but somehow they got us in. So we weren't from a rich, wealthy family, but there was a lot of rich, wealthy families, winners, who can afford to send their kids there. Now, you know, I'm not saying my family was or wasn't winners, but we didn't have all that money to go somehow my wife, my mother was persistent, and she got us in. And then I think once she got in, then, you know, all the special, you know, anyway, so got in. But we weren't uh, financially wealthy at all, at all. Okay. Um, so I was used to being, I saw myself as a winner. See, uh, my parents, uh, they ran out of money, uh, brother and sister older. And, you know, I get that now, especially as an adult, the challenge. But at 18 years old, I was kind of, thrown out and where all my friends were going to uh, they were going to their nice colleges right and I think like 97% of the people went on to college here I was out on my own going to junior college I dropped out of junior college that isn't an introduction like you know your whole life you're kind of thinking you're special no I thought I was special right and here I am all my friends were going to their great schools and college and I was you know uh, working at a sizzler restaurant on my own, junior college dropout. All right. Well, I made an upgrade because uh, someone from this grocery store said, hey, at the Sizzler restaurant, I said, you know, you're special. So I went on this journey to become the youngest manager working nights and weekends at this grocery store retail, working my way up the ladder, which was an improvement, made some money, but I always wanted to be special and different. I was always looking for that. You know, one thing, too, in sports I think because of the family uh, breakup and everything, I never really got to maximize my potential. You know, I don't want to be one of these 55-year-old guys who uh, say, you know, back in my day, I was MVP. I was so awesome. But I was pretty awesome (laughs) back then. Uh, You know, not in newspapers all over the country or whatever. But I could have played at a lower-level college and actually had a couple offers. Anyway, that's so long ago, who cares, right? but I felt I didn't leave it all on the floor. So when I ran into bodybuilding at 27 years old, it, there was a lot of reasons besides my life wasn't turning out the way that I wanted to. I wasn't able to ever be that athlete and 
you know, now at 27, you see guys your age playing on TV and sports and say, I could have, I could have, I could have. I didn't leave it all on the floor. So when I ran in bodybuilding, I mean, I totally, totally, totally went for it. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. You've had these feelings of you missed your window of opportunity for whatever reasons you didn't leave it all on the floor. So that's the way I felt. So when I ran into bodybuilding, man, too many forces. I had the genetic. I loved it. I I just left it all on the floor. You know, so then the competing part. Now, let me tell you, if you're, if you're a competitor, I don't have to tell you this. Right, but for those of you who haven't competed, you know, you wonder how people can be they so they're so lean and ripped and shaved and tan and muscle and they get up in their uh, banana hammock, they're posing skimpy posing trucks in front of a crowd posing the music it's like oh my god, how can they do that? You gotta be a little bit different, you gotta be possessed, you gotta be driven, right? It's it's admirable. Maybe it's not your thing, but that's admirable. Let me just tell you, the journey to look that lean, to be that tan, to lift those weights, to train if you're a regular guy, right, and it's tough for you to get to the gym or lose that gut, right, just think of the extreme nature you have to be to enter a contest, right? Every minute of the day, you have to be accountable. You have to time, you know, uh, not only your meals, it's preparing the meals and going to the grocery store and constantly checking the mirror and checking the scale the next day. Are you making progress? Because guess what? There's a deadline. There's a deadline coming up, and it's immovable. You're either ready or not. You're either going to embarrass yourself or not. It's either going to be the greatest thing that you envision, these feelings, or you're going to embarrass yourself because everybody knows you're, you're preparing for it and you're suffering and dieting and in a grouchy mood for months. You're shaved, you're going to the tanning booth, right? You're talking about your contest because you're obsessed with it and you talk about, geez, people are probably saying, when is this contest going to be over? That's all they think about. That's all they talk about. Where is my friend? They're hungry all the time. They're grouchy all the time. And, you know, they might be saying, oh, all this for a plastic trophy? But if you enter a contest, and maybe you've known people in, in contests, it's far more than a plastic trophy. Probably it's far more than that person competing. It means more to them than they even realize. Both positive and negative, the storm going on in their head. I, I helped men unravel that. I had to unravel that, right? But make no mistake about it. There is nothing better than that feeling, whether you're winning or losing. You think you're going to be awesome, like your dreams are going to come true, and it's going to just fulfill you with all these emotions. This is your destiny. This is your place on earth. Whatever, or you think, what the hell am I doing sacrificing so much? My bills are falling behind. I'm not paying attention. My relationships are damaged. I'm grouchy all the time. But you persevere. I can't afford this. I can't afford the flight to the thing. I can't afford all these groceries. I'm eating so much. You know, the the posing trucks, the tanning. Oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? Is this all going to pay off? But you persevere. You're totally engaged. You envision that day on stage that sometimes you can't wait, but sometimes you think, oh, God, I need to push it off. I'm not going to be ready anytime. You lift five more pounds. You show up. You can't even move because you're hungry sometimes, but you persevere. Five more pounds, one more rep. You push away from that extra little bit of white rice, even though it's good food. It's too many calories. Sometimes you eat those too many calories, and you feel bad about it, but you bounce back. The next day, you do some other cardio. I'm telling you. It's more than just a trophy. It's an obsession. It's a journey. You're totally engaged. Every minute of the day is accounted for. All thinking about that one day that you're gearing to. There's nothing like it. It's, it's far more important to a competitor than a plastic trophy. If you leave it all on the floor, you come through with all these mental, emotional, physical challenges, it really doesn't matter if you win the show or not. 
because you've never stretched yourself, your imagination, your emotions, your hopes, your dreams, your life, your fears that drove you and made you come back, your hopes and aspirations, this kind, winning this contest is going to be the, the foundation and the catalyst to just take my entire life to the next level. I'll be famous. I'll, whatever you imagine in your head, there is nothing like that imagination drives you. And I'll tell you what, it's addicting. That feeling of all those emotions, all those nerves always being shot off. There's nothing like it. You see, when I retired from competitive bodybuilding, and I got a lot out of it, but I also suffered a lot. You know, you know, putting that willpower, focus, time, and energy there didn't. Relationships were terrible, but you know, I didn't know because I was so obsessed. I didn't know what I wasn't putting into them. I wasn't in very important years of my life. I wasn't building a financial foundation. Uh, you know, I have been able to be resourceful and gritty and make a career in some way dovetailing my bodybuilding championships and all these contests, but I didn't know I was going to worry about that later. I didn't know I was going to do it. It wasn't like some really organized plan. And when I was done, where I had so many people admiring me, I just felt, wow, that journey, was it really worth it? For many years afterwards, I'm 14 years removed, I feel, you know, you know, you know, over the last few years, finally finding a way to make sense out of all this and, uh, you know, lead it to my overall vision because it was so taxing, so demanding. Um, something in my upcoming book, It's a Matter of Trust, Confessions of a Recovering Body, but I, I talk about everything in life can and will serve you in one way, shape, or form. It's just a matter of time before you realize it. Well, I'll tell you this, is that... Uh, it took me a while to realize this, years of what all that dedication, how I can find a way to make it pay off. Maybe that's why you're here right now, because I let the passion come through. And I think that's the point, is that my body, my nervous system was addicted to that control, that structure, where I created a template and I just had to put all my energy in there. I felt in control. I knew what to do every day. I envisioned this goal. I had emotions attached to that goal. It, it, it pulled me forward in positive ways. It kept me going and stepping up and coming back and doing what I didn't feel like doing because of the pain and the shame if I didn't do it. It was just this emotional high. But it cost me too much. And so what I didn't realize is that I went through life afterwards trying to reinvent myself. You know, look, I've got a audio of you know Mel Robbins she's got a popular book out now it's called The Five uh, Second Rule, it's a motivational book very popular, she's very popular right now, well 10 years ago she had a radio talk show and I pitched her this whole man formation concept a week later I was in New York City talking to her about this Right. so it wasn't like I had ideas it wasn't like I had, didn't have opportunities I wasn't just some down and out bodybuilder right? but what happened was I didn't understand how I was holding back. That I wasn't all in. I wasn't leaving all on the floor. And it was because maybe I felt I bet, I bet too much with my bodybuilding career. Now, you know, I kind of share this uh, with people who would really admire me because it's so important to them. And they admired what I did. They can't understand this, but they don't know how much suffering that I did from that imbalance. I was paying a price. 
All right, and you know I didn't appreciate all the benefits either. Right, and I, I, I talk about it in my book, and you can see passages to this book. It's a matter of trust, confessions of a recovering bodybuilder at skiplecore.com. Get a good glimpse into what I'm going through. I have a feeling that if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're going through this manformation journey, maybe you weren't a bodybuilder, but I think you can relate to some of the feelings and emotions that I've gone through. And so I, I talk about that. They don't know about that, and really they don't care about that, right? They didn't know that. So when I talk about, man, did I pay too hefty of a price to be that bodybuilder and that uncertainty? Sometimes you can't relate to that, and I get it. I get it. That's why I'm writing the book, because I think you can probably relate to it in your own way in your circumstances. I didn't realize, it, no matter if it was manformation 10 years ago, relationships or whatever, I was holding back because I saw that extreme focus and totally going for it. I didn't see all its benefits, and I was really overly focused on all the drawbacks. You pay a price for everything, and I was seeing the price. See, what I did know, I went into a lot of things. You know, whether it was man formation, whether it, whatever it was, you know, supplement company, whatever. And I wasn't going for it. And something was always missing. Something was always missing, but I didn't know what it was. And maybe almost consciously, I wasn't going to duplicate that extreme, obsessive, addictive focus as a bodybuilder. But see, the key is, is Oliver, Oliver Wendell Holmes has this quote, quote that says something like this, a mind once expanded can never go back to its original form. I mean, once your imagination believes something, you feel it, you experience it, you'll want that forever. Maybe you had a great hot girlfriend back in the day and no other girl uh, could match up. The, your mind was expanded that you could have that quality of girlfriend, right? Maybe your body was such a, maybe you made a certain amount of money. You know, I've got a mentor, in the, uh, Marshall Silver, and he says, a wallet, once expanded, cannot go back to its original form. Meaning, once you make a certain amount of money, that's just your standard. You'll fight scratch claw to make that certain amount of money. Right? Relationships, depth, uh, depth of relationships, connection, right? Once your body, your mind, your imagination, your gut, your heart has been expanded to experience something extreme, it's not going to want to go back to its original form, no matter what price you paid. And I didn't really get that. That's what was missing. That's what was missing. And I tell you, I'm very connected with our personalities and who is drawn to fitness. And this is definitely true in the fitness community. In the community and I'll tell you, they really know, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, sometimes they stick to the whole fitness thing even though they're suffering in other areas. Like, I, I'm not willing to do that. Um, you know, but this is what I've learned th through coaching so many men because they don't just coach fitness people. As a matter of fact, I really limit that. If you're into the fitness, really into it, you think that's your ticket, you know, you, you're probably not ready for my coaching. The men who I coach, I specialize in, are the men who have an appreciation for fitness, but they got bigger goals, financial, business, legacy, uh, to have a, a life of meaning, and maybe they got a regular job and they want to bust through, maybe do what I do, that type of thing. I usually don't talk to fitness people until they've come to realize, you know what, this path, I'm getting older, it's not going to take me there. And then they're ready to concentrate on those other areas of life. Right? But what I've understood is that, you know, people in the military, structure, templates, thinking, they like, it kind of like three-quarters of the way lined out. Right? Or religion, it's a template, you know, the, the good book, uh, 
they're guided by a higher force. So 75% of it is all lined out, and it's them just having more control, less chatter going on in their head, and they can follow the template. Uh, those people who get degree after degree after degree, advanced degree, and now they're 42 years old, they've got a family, they don't even know what they're going to do with it. Teachers like that and that whole thing, template, 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 somebody figures out the most, most of it, and then you can just go for it in something you love. One thing I've learned is that template mentality, all the good stuff in life that's beyond that on that scale of one out of ten, that you can actually get uh, beyond that seven, seven and a half and feel what eight, nine, and ten looks like. It's not going to be something in that template that somebody else sets up. That seventy five percent is 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 done for you. They tell you where to show up, they tell you where the contest is supposed to be, they tell you when to pass these classes or do all of this. Right, and your job is just to execute it, right? Uh, the good stuff in life is not in the template. And a lot of us in those areas of life, whether it's fitness, uh, religion, uh, education, military, uh, we've got this black and white thinking. We go to the templates, the control, the certainty, and we wonder why can't the good stuff in life. So the trick is if you say, that sounds like me, I need some of that. That's the feeling, the emotion, that's the emotional bullseye that you have to shoot for. I broke it down. What makes the contest preparation journey, no matter how hard it is, and it was just for a plastic trophy, how you can be so engaged, is that the feeling that I want? I just want a bigger reward than the plastic trophy or realize what the plastic trophy did for me 15 years later, <laughs> like in my case. You want to feel it, believe it, enjoy it, benefit from it now while you're doing it. Know you are, not sometimes later. What if you can set your entire life up like a contest so you can win big there too? That's the concept. So send me that email at skip at skipplecore.com. I'll tell you those 70 feelings and emotions, then you know you're right, and then you can reverse engineer and set your life up that way. Like I said, that's what I did. That's what I did with my wife. That's what we did together, and that's what I do with my one-on-one coaching clients. Right, so if this sounds like it resonates, reach out to me at skip at skipplecore.com. I'll give you that PDF file. You want to go on a 12-week journey to set your entire life up in contest? I'm very skilled at explaining the concept, uh, setting up the structure of it, and then brainstorming with you to reverse engineer how does this apply to you because we're all different. Once I started doing that, I wasn't afraid to go for it because I realized the emotion that I really wanted. And my mind, my heart, you know, was expanded. I couldn't go back to a regular life. I felt this, and that's what was missing. And uh, it just changed my life. Win or lose, ups or downs, uncertainty, can't figure out the code, right? You still go through it. But that's the same thing as a contest. That's the same thing as a contest. You just feel in control. Even when you don't feel in control, you feel in control. And you can duplicate those feelings in your life. You know what? Here's the thing about it. What uh, I think the biggest, one of the biggest uh, takeaways that, that came from this whole process and creating this whole, setting my life up, like a contest, my entire life up like a contest so I can win big too. Is one thing I've learned about me, and maybe you're the same if this sounds like you, is that my need for certainty, my lack of trust, that I didn't realize that I can count on me to just do the work. The less that involved other people, the better. Right? And I think the illusion, I guess how I framed it in my mind, with contest preparation, it was just me against me. You'll hear fitness people say that all the time. It's just you against you, just you in the weight. You, you falling through with your discipline. 
And, you know, I challenge that, you know, because if you really think about it, you've got to get yourself to believe that, especially if you've got trust issues, that you're in total control. The more control, the better. But, see, there's a lot of people who go on the contest preparation journey, and uh, they never make it because they can't develop that certainty. They don't feel in control, and so they can't follow through and push themselves. See, what, you know what they worry about? They hear things like, you know, the judging is unfair. You're going to do all that work and there's favoritism. All right? Or if you're a drug-free competitor like me, you know, the big thing, uh, guys are distracted. Everybody cheats in the contest. That winner isn't drug-free. They can't trust the system. All right? So the contest, uh, uh, the promoter, uh, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, that they can't lock in and assume the best and trust. And that's probably, that's how I was in regular life. I just didn't realize. It. More stuff that I felt I was in control of, that was me versus me, but really nothing. It really is, whether you're in sales or whatever, you always have to kind of depend on uh, people. But whatever is an acceptable amount for you, depending on your level of trust or distrust or whatever, that's where I felt most comfortable. I didn't like situations that really depend a lot on other people. Now, I wasn't fully conscious of this. So that's what made the contest preparation process. I convinced